So thank you all for coming back to, uh, to our Sunday morning community, community-wide shear on Mesakas Brachos, Nokos Tefillah. Um, today's topic is Tefillah Bebeis Medrash, Vigeder Mekomo Shel Adam. We're going to see, we're going to start very narrow about the Maila of Davening in a Beis Medrash and Maila of Davening in a place of Torah learning. And then we'll try to broaden it a little bit to see what our implications this has about thinking about uh, the notion of personal space in, in Halacha. Uh, maybe people feel if people are more connected to one space than another, and different halachic ramifications that that, that 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 might have. Our learning should be discussed for the chayalim, for the chatufim, and for and for and for all of Am Yisrael. Um, so our sugya starts off as you've seen with the Gemara in Brachos Dafkas on the where Rava asks Rav Amar Papa, "Tell me something nice about shuls." And what was the response? What did he hear about? It's almost like in one of the second Sunday, Sunday tongue in cheek. Not something nice about shuls, something nice about about a base um, You see, sometimes there is humor in the Gemara. There's a little, there's a little bit of irony. He wanted to hear something nice about a base knesses, about tzila, whatever it is. It's like forget about forget about a shul. You should be davening in shari hamutsuyan and bahalacha. Um, so the Gemara the Gemara says, "Amar lehaki, amar pkista." more than and So our girsa is that there are three different places. There is gates that are Matsuy and Bahalaka, there are Batekanasas, and there are Batimajrash. Why does God love Sharam Matsuyan and Balaka more than any more than any other place? Because from the day the Basin was destroyed, in the Kalashbarko Balamo, Eldown So this is often quoted in praise of Alaka. In the Rav Kook world, it is quoted in praise of Alaka, but also as a notion of the tzimtzum, of the constriction of Judaism and Galos, that it's very halakhically oriented. Then as you get closer to Mashiach, maybe it's supposed to again be mitzparetz and, and expand beyond the Da'am Amosh Alaka. But at the very least, there is a notion that Hashem it dwells within the four Amos of Alaka, and therefore you should, it's better to daven in a Sha'ar HaMutsuyana Bahalaka. How do we know that? Well, the Bible says, once he heard these things, he he was he he would go daven in the place where he learns, and then there is there is there who's who's the, the last samora Ravashi, Ravami and Ravasi. Thank you, Ravami and Ravasi. Out of all the shoals in Tveria, they would only daven in the place where they learned. So first we have a statement in praise of Sharam and Sayana Balaka. That's where God dwells. And then the Amorayim took that and said, if that's where, that, that, that's where Hashem dwells, so we should daven there also. So you should choose to a place to daven, a location to daven, in the place which is a bisphandrash, in, 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 the, in the place where learning is happening. So our first order of business is going to be to define Sharem HaMutsuyan Balaka. According to our Girsa, you have Bhatti Knesses, which are shuls, Bhatti Medrash, which are, seem to be places of learning, then you have Sharem HaMutsuyan Balaka. What in the world is that, and why is it better than a standard base medrash? So this is almost like whatever type of learning, whatever you like about Bati Medrash, whatever you like about Talmud Torah, that almost becomes what the way you define Sharam and Suyana Malacha, and that is like the best type of base medrash. And then everything else is sort of like a tier two, tier two base medrash. But once we go through the Shitos, we'll be able to explore a little bit more about what is unique about a Sharam and Suyana Malacha um, and, what is, uh, and what, what that means about, about Kedusha of, of space. So the first shot is Rashi. Rashi on the top of page two in the box. Sharam Mutsuyan Balaka. What is a Mutsuyanim according to Rashi? Tsiyun Vasifas Tibor. According to Rashi, what is the definition of Mutsuyan? People. The more people you have in base matter, it's not, it's not, there's no difference between the learning that's done there. The people are learning the same material, they're learning the same, they're learning the same Torah. 
But a base medrash means a base medrash of one, two, one person, two people, three people. The Bati Medrash that Rashi knew in France and Germany were tiny. Like Namish, I think there, there are tens of people, and, that, and that's it. Um, but Sharm Tzvi Balaka means you have a lot of people coming together to learn together. I didn't put it on the sheets, but in the Pirish Rashi on, on the Haggadah Shal Pesach, um, there, there is a line there, Mulami Shi Sham, that there are Mitsuyan in, in, uh, in Mitzrayim. So we, I generally think Mitsuyan means they're excellent, they excelled. Rashi, Parish Rashi on the Goddess says Mitsuyan means they gathered together. They were, they were a large demarcated group. Um, so it's the same Lashan Tsiyun means something which is demarcated, something which is recognizable, which means a lot of people together. What does it have to do with Tsiyun? I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody has a, has a rush about that. Tsiyun is a lot of Jews together. I'm not sure, but you could, uh, you could go there. So according to Rashi, it's not, there's not a difference between the type of Torah that's learned. It's the difference is in terms of the number of people. What about Rabbi Yonah? What, what, what does Rabbi Yonah say? What is Shara HaMetsu in Balacha as opposed to a regular Beis Medrash? Kviyos. A regular Beis Medrash, he says... Say? Kviyos Lekir. Kviyos Torah Vahora. A regular Beis Medrash means that there's a drasha there or pasuk that is learned there from time to time. You look at the last line, it's underlined. Shalom Dimham Lefisha, Drashos, O Pasuk. Um, there is a, if you learn a Pasuk every once in a while, you have a Drash every once in a while, that is a Beis Medrash. What is a Shara Metsu in Balacha? It is a Makom that is Kavua. It's a place where it's Sheisham Kviyos HaTorah Behorah Becholyom. People are sitting there, sitting and learning there every single day. Who cares if people are sitting and learning there every single day? You might just think it's a quantity issue. That people are, the more people that are learning there every single day has more Kedusha. But you look at the last line over here, um, the Rabbi Yonah the, adds on something else. Nisham Kamos HaKavuim Heim Bimkom Beisamekdash. That it's not just a quantity issue, that there's just more Torah being learned there, and therefore maybe there's more Kedusha. It seems to take on a new status. That if people are learning there constantly, day in, day out, that creates a certain amount of Kedusha in the place, and the place becomes similar to the base of Mekdash. How does Rabbi Yonah know the place becomes similar to the base of Mekdash? From the Gemara. Because what does the Gemara say? First of all, the Pasa quoted from Sunni Malacha is about Sion, about the, about the, about the base of Mekdash. And also, the Gemara says, Yom Shechar Beis Mekdash, in the Kadash Baruch Balama, El Da'alama Shalacha. So the Gemara compares this place to the, to the base of Mekdash itself. So this notion, that a place where there's constant learning, is similar to the base of Mekdash, this is something that triggered something in, in, in Rav Soloveitchik's mind. Um, and therefore, I gave you this piece from Rashi Moshirim, from 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 my from, 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 from uh, the Shirim Rabbeinu gave Amisakas Brakos, written up by my by my father-in-law, and Rabbi Hashi Reichman, about why a place where there's kavua learning is similar to the base of Mekdash. So he develops a whole theory over here. What does he say? That there are two types of kedusha in the base of Mekdash. There is kedushas habayis that this this structure has kedusha. That's the Mishkan had Kedusha Sabayis as well. There's a certain Kedusha in the base of Mikdash, a Tommy person can't go in there, and things of that sort. But there's also a deeper type of Kedusha, a more impactful type of Kedusha, not just Kedusha Sabayis, but Kedusha Sabayis. That the location itself, almost the ground itself, gets suffused with Kedusha. And that is not based on the fact that the Aron is there. It's not based on the fact that there's Akrabas Karbanos there. It's based on the fact that it's the base of Akira. This is the place that, this is the place that God chose. What about the base of Mikdash? Once it's a place that God chose, what makes it special? How do we know it's special? How is it different than a regular Mishkan? If you look at look in the sec, second and the next page, Salvashik says, what is one of the halakhic differences between the Mishkan and the base of Mikdash? Between Kedushas Abayis versus Kedushas Hamakom? It says the Sanhedrin. 
If you look at the Pasuk about where the Sanhedrin has to sit, if you look at the underlying parts, from the base of Mikdash, there was Kedusha in the actual mountain, the actual location. There was no halacha, that the Sanhedrin had to sit near the Mishkan. The Sanhedrin had to sit in Shiva. The Sanhedrin had to sit in the Midbar together with, together with the Mishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu sat wherever he sat. He was, he was the Rosh of the Sanhedrin. His tent, I guess, was the place where the Sanhedrin sat. Only when you get to the base of Mikdash do you have this notion that the Sanhedrin has to sit on Harabayas connected to that location. And the Lashon of the Pasuk is not that the Sanhedrin has to sit in the bias. What does the Pasuk say? The Kamta Ve'alisa, where do you go up to the Sanhedrin? El HaMakom Asher Yifkar Hashem. The Bisham and Nilmad, Sanhedrin, Yoshem, Yoshem, and the base of Achira. So, in terms of the Kedusha, in terms of, let's say, what type of avoda happens there, in terms of how far can a Tamei person go in, the Kedusha's bias of the Beis HaMektash, Kedusha's bias of the Mishkan, were similar. Where do we start finding differences between the Kedusha of the Beis HaBechira, that the Makom itself was suffused with Kedusha, versus the Mishkan, where only the bias, the structure was, was Kadosh, but not the place where it stood? So Vajik says, one of the major differences, or other differences he points out elsewhere, one of the major differences is the Sanhedrin. So what do we start seeing then? What 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 things become associated, become connected in the world of, in the world of Halacha? Kedushas Makom becomes associated with Sanhedrin being there. What what does the Sanhedrin do when it's there? Halacha. They sit and they learn and they teach Torah every day. Misham Hora, the Israel. That's why it's called Haramuria. It's part of the very definition of the Makom, not of the bias of the Makom of Haramuria. So similarly, Rav said, what do we see about a place where there is kavua, learning, and hurrah happening? It's not just that the structure becomes kadosh, but the very ground, the very makom, the space becomes suffused with kadusha, similar not to kadusha of the Mishkan, but to kadusha's base of Bechira, of the base of Mekdash itself. And that's why it is a good idea to daven in a makom that is kavua for learning, because you're not just gaining the Kedushas bias. It's not just similar to Kedushas based on Mikdash, Kedushas Mishkan, uh, the structure, in terms of what goes on there. It's, simmer, it, it's similar to Kedushas based on Bechira, the Makum itself becomes suffused with Kedusha. And this is part of, part of a broader theory, Rav Soleichek, so, so, so I was talking to Stuart about this, that if you ask, let's say, a capitalist, like, why is the Bessam Mikdash Kadosh? I don't know, what would they say? I guess we can ask them Shlomo. God? Sorry? What would, what would you say? And all the spiritual roots are there. All the spiritual roots are there. Look at, yeah, yeah this yeah, Shasiyah, yeah, look at the Ramban, and Zagdam, and Zagdam, and This is where the world is created from. There's Ashras Hashkina there. Something metaphysical. According to Rav, Rav Soledic agrees with all, agrees with that. But he, in his halachic pieces about the Bismuthdash, he consistently adds on one other thing. What is, what is Mashlim, the Kedusha of the Makom? What creates the active Kedusha in the Bismuthdash? Torah. Torah. What Torah? The Aron. What did the Aron have? The Aron had the Luchos. That's why Salvechik thinks that the, the Raman Paskins, a historical Shiloh, the Raman Paskins, that the Aron is Nignaz underneath the space of the base of Mekdash. The Machovus Nigmar, what happened to the Aron after Kerman Vice Rishon? The Raman in Hakos Beis Bakira Paskins that the Aron is there in the ground on Haramoria. Why is that important for the Raman of Paskin? That? Because well, Salvechik has a whole theory that what is Makadish the Makom forever. And the Raman thinks Kedushas Bechira is forever, from, from, already from time Shlomo, 
is the Torah that's found in the Aron. The Torah is what's mashlim the Kedusha of the Beis Nekdash. Similarly then, what is that Kedusha associated with? The Torah and the Horah that the Sanhedrin is, 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 going, is, going, is going in and teaching. Salvechik got this from Chaim Velazhen. Chaim Velazhen, the founder of Velazhen, and Nefesh says all Kedusha in the world comes from the Hashem, and the most concentrated, I guess, manifestation of Hashem in the world is the Torah. Therefore, all Kedusha ultimately comes from the Torah. What about Kedusha's Beis What about Kedusha's Eretz What about other types, other types of Kedusha? Rav Chaim didn't necessarily fill it all in. Of Salvechik, go through every Kedusha's Makom, Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, Kedusha's Beis Mikdash, Kedusha's Yerushalayim, he always finds a tie-in to Torah. That, that, that has something to do with the Briscoe ideology, a brisk, but the same person that wrote a Lachic man is also the one that's saying that it's Halacha, it's Torah, that is in the Kaddish, all of these places. I would assume there's some type of association there, but it's, a, <laughs> but it's an interesting thing to think about, that um, you know, if you read Rav Salvechik's Halachic writing, not Drusho's, but Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, what was Makadish Eretz Yisrael? Kibosh, sorry? What, 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 was the, what did the Kibosh, what went before the Machana, the Aron. What did the Aron have? The Lukos. I mean, Rosalishik has the Yukim and the Rambam for this. It's not just something that Drasha came up with, but the Yukim and the Rambam, that it was the Kedusha of the Torah, that was Makadesh Eretz Israel. And the second base of Makadesh doesn't have proof, proofs for this, but what type of Torah was Makadesh the second base the second time around? Okay. Torah Shabbat, exactly. And that's where the Sanhedrin sat in Yerushalayim. It's a fascinating thing. Salvechik's theory of Kedusha's Makom is, I don't know if always, but very frequently associated with, with Torah as the thing that's being Makadesh. And therefore, it makes a lot of sense. Sharm Tzuyin of Alacha, this is a perfect signal for Salvechik, because the best place to daven, the place that's the most kadosh, according to Rabbi Yona, is a place that has a kavua group of people that are learning Torah and Horah on a regular basis. That is the ultimate type of Talmud Torah. Um, so it's a, it's just a fascinating thing to think about in terms of where Kedusha comes from in, in this world. So it's it's I, so in the language I'm not sure what the uh, as I, I the, the connection between basically is there a causal connection between basically the God shows and the center saying there is one the center saying there is a mashlam the kedusha that's all she uses elsewhere that the Torah enhances amplifies the kedusha that's already that's that's already there in this piece you're I think you're right the, what the causal link between those two elements are is unclear it's just the fact that they're associated. Um, and if they're associated, then in our own shuls, if you have a shul where there's kavod learning happening, that is the best type of shul David in, but it's similar to the Kedusha's Makom of the, of the base of Akhira. Well, well, yeah, I would say that, I mean, it's a bit of a, it doesn't go exactly with that, with that theory of Kedusha's base of Kedusha having Kedusha by virtue of having Allah there, but if the base of Akhira has this permanent Nometa Hesachim Kedusha, and there it's interlinked Intimately linked with with the uh, with the Shkata Kedusha, with the Sanhedrin, we I can assume that the Halacha has permanence. Permanence to it. Meaning, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's proving the the fact that these things are linked. This piece doesn't go through the causal connection. You're right. Would, it, would this put Torah learning on a higher pedestal than Tefillin? I think so. I think I mean, at least in terms of the the, the best place to daven. Let's 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 keep it more limited in terms of the actual context. The best place to daven is a place where there is kavua learning happening, and not a place where there is kavua tefillah. It's better to better to daven in this room, where it's kavua place of learning, than to daven upstairs where, where it's just a makom tefillah. 
again, in terms of, that is obviously their space issues and there are other, there are other factors they can take into account. But if there's a minion here, a minion upstairs, this is, if this was the only factor in the world, it would be better to dive in downstairs and upstairs. Right, like sometimes like we'll have uh, like a share upstairs, like, you know, let's go down to the trench and dive, like, you know, so, right? Right. Um, and then when they say horah, do we mean all forms of learning Torah? Ah, so, so, so Rabbeinu Yonah's, yeah, so Rabbeinu Yonah's horah is a little bit, little bit vague. It sounds like something Talmudic and Halakhic. This gets borne out more in the later sources. I'll just go through it quickly. The Marsha. The Marsha says, what is Sharem Stone in Malacha? It's the type of learning where, uh, where you're learning Gemara, Ilasuki Shemites, Aliba Dokazi. Just look at the underlying part. I know Sharem Stone in Malacha, source number four. Makam Shakal Tamid Kamim Kovea Makam Ugrusaso, Betalamod Hamavia Lo Halacha Psuka. So again, what was the Marsha's Darakalimud? He wanted to have it's learn Gemara to find Alacha. So for the Marshad, that is the best type of learning. Against this, have the Gemara and Bava and therefore, Sharm Mitzvah Nebalaka is a place where that type of Torah learning happens. Go down to source number five, the Nitziv. Mar Musad is the Nitziv, the Rashiv of Elijah. What type of Torah learning does he prioritize? And therefore, it creates the best Makom for Tviba. Near the Sharm Mitzvah Nebalaka, Hainu Sha'uskim Umchad Shem Bavaka. Right, the Nitziv all throughout is all throughout his Alaka commentaries, all throughout Hamikdavar, his commentary in Chumash, he is into Pilpulo Shal Torah, into handling, into creating Kedushim. So for the Nitziv, where Kedushim are created, that is the ultimate place of Torah study, and therefore it is the best place to die. So if you, there is a distinction between Sharm Mitzvah Nebalaka and the regular Bishmarish, what it what is that distinction? According to Rashi, it's about number of people. According to Rabbi Yonah, it's about Kvios, about it's about, const, about, about constancy. It's about the type of Torah that's the type of Torah that's learned there, and these are these are entryways, portals into broader subgulas about what is the best type of Torah and what is the best way to bring kedusha down kedusha down into the world in a halachic sense. If you look at the Rambam though. What does the Rambam say? Source number six. Base medrash gadol base knesses. Achamim gadol them afapi shayul them beiram bati knesios harbe loyum espal them elav makom shayul oskin sham b'torah. But we just follow Shem's philosopher. So, according to the, does the Rambam distinguish between different types of Bati Medrash? What would you say? Let's, let's say this base Medrash that only a couple of people learned there. Base Medrash where they only, where they learned, where they learned Chumash, where they learned Mishra, where they learned Chasidos. Doesn't sound like the Rambam differentiates. Rambam just says base Medrash, I'm sorry? Tyra, Tyra, Tyra. The Rambam was, the Rambam was. differentiation where there's the Torah and no Torah. Exactly. So Torah is the is the only category. If it's a place that is set aside for, for Torah study, that is greater than Yeshua, and it's better to daven in that place than to daven in a place which which is only which is only Yeshua. As long as there's a minion. As long as there's a minion. Yeah, there's it, uh, this is something which which I, I should should mention. There's machlokus. Yeah, yeah. There's a machlokus in Rishonim whether or not the Maila of a bismeder sharmis on melacha even overrides tefillah betzibur. Meaning, let's say there's a minion upstairs and no minion downstairs. Where should you daven? So the Rambam is clear. You should daven upstairs because, because there's a minion there. Other Rishonim, Rabbi Yonah quotes the Chachmei Tzarfas and say, no, you should even daven downstairs. Better daven Sharm Tzion Balaka even over Tefillah B'Tzibor. What about numbers? So, so, so good. So we, the way we paskin is that Tefillah B'Tzibor is, is a priority. That beats out Sharm Tzion Balaka. But if you have a minion in both places, even though generally speaking, we'll say, Barovam Hadros Melech, you can prioritize the base Medrash, even if there are only 10 people there, over a major, large, large ritual. Because we usually have a lot of people upstairs, but there's the same many in here. Ah, good. So, <laughs> With like so, 15 guys. So, if, so, if, it's not going to do. It's like a different Yeah. But um, it's also, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 this is the only factor. There are other factors also, meaning. Right. 
if uh, you know, if, even though you know, the 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 kotel may not be necessarily be like the most outside in the kotel, maybe is a makom kavua for learning also. Let's assume the kotel and outside area of the kotel is not a makom kavua for learning. But poskim say it it trumps a lot of the milos of makom tefila because it's a makom kadosh. You're gonna have more kavana there. Similarly, similar similar thing could, could be true about other milos of tefila. Um, but if you look at Rabbeinu Manoach, Rabbeinu Manoach is clear that the Rambam's girsa didn't differentiate between Shari Mitzun and Balacha and Beis Medrash. Look at Rabbeinu Manoach, he's one of the commentators on the Rambam. Beis Medrash Gadol, source number seven. Kedar Minan, Eino Gadol Kadosh Baruch Hu Balamo, Ela Arba Moshe Lacha Bovad. The Amar, Oi Vashem Shari Tzion, Mi... Something? Mi Vashem Kabukom Yikom Yishnos Yaakov, thank you. Um, that's supposed to be an Aleph. Oy Vashem Sharmitsun Balacha, Mikomikoba Tiknesis. Right, the Ramam, the, the, the way he quotes the Gemara, leaves out the difference between Sharmitsun and Balacha and Beis Medrash. According to the Rambam, it is a general statement that Talmud Torah and a, a place that is set aside by Talmud Torah is better, more Kadosh, more Gadol than any Shul. So you don't have to differentiate between I'm learning Gemara, I'm learning Halakha. There is a Kavua Drasha over here, not a Kavua Drasha here. There are a lot of people here, not a lot of people learning here. It doesn't matter. A base marriage is more gondol than a base process, and therefore it is the ideal place to dab. Why? This is something the, the Ramam holds throughout, that Talmud Torah is greater than, than Tefillah, um, because Tefillah is something, is Chayesha, you are davening, as Rashi explains in the Gemara, which, which is there in source number 8, Tefillah being Chayesha means you're davening for things in this world, you're davening for Panasa, you're davening for food, you're davening for, for kids, davening for davening for all things connected to this world. And Talmud Torah connects you to things that are beyond. Talmud Torah ultimately is about Yediyas Hashem. It's about the knowledge of God. And therefore, a base Medrash is Yosir Gadol from Beis Knesses, no matter what type of Torah you're learning. Because all Torah ultimately is a way of Yediyas Hashem, supposed to Tzvila, which is very focused on things in Olam Hazem. Isn't that so if your learning is, I think, uh, it's your full-time learning, then you don't have to take time to God? Yeah, exactly. So that's the same, 100%. So... So the Rabbeinu Manoach connects, connects those two Rambams. The Rambam also poskins that if you're full-time learning, you don't have to daven. Why? The Rambam says because Torah is Yosir Gadol from Tefillah. And then the Rabbeinu Manoach references you to this place where he says, it's the same way Torah is Yosir Gadol from Tefillah, a base Medrash is Yosir Gadol from a base Knesses. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a it seems to be a machlokas in the Gemara, according to the way the Rambam understood it. And the Rambam poskins that that they are, they're both l'chud, I mean, you're perhaps supposed to have time to daven, time to learn, unless you're a Tarasa Nasa, unless you're somebody that's learning full-time, but in, there's still a hierarchy. Even though, you know, in our lives, we do lots of things, we have to differentiate between, we have to compartmentalize our schedules, but we recognize certain things are more important and more essential than others. So similar, similarly, you should have time for Torah, time for tefillah, um, if, you're, if you're the average person, but you have to recognize Talmud Torah is greater than, than tefillah. So the Rambam doesn't differentiate between different types of learning. The Bismedrish is a Bismedrish is a Bismedrish. Fantastic. So I think this is a, it's a fascinating subject on, on its own, just in terms of do we differentiate between different types of Torah, between different, between different types of Bismedrish? Where does the Kedusha of a Bismedrish come from? There's a story I should share with Avi. I hope I'm quoting it correctly. I meant to check it out with a Talmud at Rav Shachter, but I forgot to do it before, before the share today. Um, and, and in Yeshiva University on Thursday nights, there used to be a group of Chabad, Chabad Talmidim from, from Crown Heights, from various places, I don't know exactly where they came from, to learn Chasidos with with you guys on Thursday night Thursday nights after after after, after Marev. Sorry? Sometimes when I was there, it was now sushi. I guess you read a Hadoros, now people want to come with sushi. Um, 
So lovely, lovely people. After a couple months, I think, of them doing this, um, Rav Shechter, who was you know, the major post at NYU, basically told them that they should be learning in a side room. They shouldn't be doing it in the base matters itself. So I, I, if I recall correctly, he never spoke publicly about it, if I recall correctly, but what he told, what I, what the, what I remember hearing, um, second and third hand, was that first of all, it was creating a balagan. It was, uh, was creating a lot of disruption in the base matters. And number two is that this base matterish is for mainly for Gemara and Halacha. So you want to learn a little bit of Makshava in the base matterish, you can learn, you can learn a, little, a little bit of Makshava. But to like have like 20 guys from Crown Heights come and they're saying, we're going we're to have a Hasidos seed there in the base matterish, that's not for our base matterish, that could be done, but it should be done in a side room. That was very polite. So, sorry? <laughs> so I, so I didn't, um, so I, I, at the time, I, I didn't, I thought it was like an interesting thing. I thought maybe it was a Chodesh or a Shakhtar. I didn't know, didn't, I didn't know any Bikoros for it. And, and I'm, after going through the Sugya, I meant to, to forward the question to him, is it based on these, based on these Bikoros? But I think it, it will make sense that it's based on these Bikoros. So we really see as a hierarchy in terms of the Kedusha of a base Medrash, perhaps, as we'll see in a second, between the base Medrash as Kavua for Gemara Hora'a, and a base matter just kavua for Tanakh Mishnah, and maybe maybe Chasidus and Makshava as well. Even in the base matter in Chabad, it was mostly Gemara. It was mostly Gemara, but yeah, but a third of the day it was kavua for for Chasidus. Two thirds was not right. The problem with the Gemara is that it didn't get a lot of which then might be a concern. Right. Right, but again, I think our Chaim Velashin was not necessarily interested in the Lachapsuka. He was. It was much more focused on Pilpula Shatora, which is the Darach in the the, the, the classic so classic with Vishivos. In this sugya, does he in this sugya does he hold that that's the same as Dargo? So I think yeah, I, my guess is that if you if the Nitziv says Chidushim is the highest level of Torah. Chidushim means just learning Marbion and playing around possibilities and coming up with new with new eventualities, even if it's not Allah Lamaisa, but the the act of of learning a sugya and, and thinking it through and coming up with a new idea. Um, is the highest level of Talmud Torah. That's what Rav Chaim Vlashen says in the Fashikayim. So it stems with this. So it stems with the Nitziv's understanding of Sharm and Balacha, because the Nitziv was Rashiva Vlashen, so he's, he's perpetuating that Masora. But if you ask the Marsha, the Marsha would say, no, it's much more Halach Lamaisa based. Ask Rabbi Yonah, no, it's Hora. Hora sounds like it's Halach Lamaisa based. Brandon, and then we'll go on, because I want to focus yeah. on one other point. Like yeah. When I was there, um, they were still in a big drash. They weren't like in a, in a room, a classroom. They were in a big drash. Um, just it was like one of the like, less frequently. Okay, good. It was still a big madrash. Okay, good. So uh, I don't, I, again, I don't know. I don't know if the whole story is true. If anybody's listening to this yeah, online and they, they know the truth of the story, because um, good. What's fascinating about this is that it, again, we, we it's interesting to think about what is the kedusha of mitzvahs. Is there a hierarchy? There, the thing is, there is one other sugya and shas that directly links, directly that, that directly discusses the relationship between a base madrash and base madrash. And these two sugyos, the sugya and brachos that we just saw, and this sugya and megillah, which is source number 10, are not in conversation with each other, neither in the Gemara itself, nor in the Rishon. And this, or perhaps in the Rishon. This is source number 10. Um, the Gemara here is discussing, the Gemara, the Mishnah Megillah says that there's a hierarchy of Kedusha, Malin Makodesh of Ein Maridin, that you're supposed, that if you sell something that's Kadosh, you can only use the money to buy something that is more Kadosh. You can't use the money to buy something, something that's less Kadosh. So the Gemara asks, can I, can I transform a shul into a base medrash? What's the question? What's Markadosh? What's Margado? Is a shul, if, I, if a base medrash is Markadosh, I could transform a shul into a base medrash. I could sell my shul to buy a base medrash. If the base medrash is less Kadosh, then I can't. So the Gemara says, it's a machogas. If you want to make a shul into a base medrash, sorry, it's allowed. 
We may rub on the Vikanishta, but to make a Vikanish into a shul, Asr. That's Asr. Clearly, what does what does what what does Mishmeder Rabbah hold? That a Be Rabbanon, a Beis Medrash, is more kadosh than a Beis Knesses. But Rapapa Mishmeder Rabbah Masnayipcha. But then there's another opinion about the opposite. So you really have a head-on machloket about what's more kadosh, a shul or a Beis Medrash. If you ask Argabara, what is more kadosh, a shul or a Beis Medrash? A Beis Medrash. So why are these conversations, why are these sigils not in conversation with each other? Why is there machlokas in the Gemara Megillah and no machlokas in the Gemara by us? So if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam doesn't necessarily have a problem. You look at source number 11, the Rambam Paskins, Mutzer lasos base kinesis, base medrash. Of a base medrash, asur lasos base kinesis. Shekedushas base hamedrash, you see your opposition to base kinesis, and malam kodesh shalom aridan. How does the Rambam Paskin? Base medrash is more kodesh. How the Rambam Paskin by Asa Batachos Tevila? A base medrash is best laid to Davin. So the Rambam might have thought, yeah, there, there might be a steer in the sugyos, might be a machlokas over here. The Rambam Paskins consistently, Torah is gadol than, 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 than davening. A base medrash is more kadosh than a base knesses. Therefore, that you should daven in a base medrash, and therefore, a, if you sell a shul, you could use the money to buy a, to buy and build a base medrash. But what about all the other rishonim? What about the Rishonim, the, on the Achornim, that differentiated in our sugya, Sharem Tzayin Balacha, that a base medrash that when you learn Gemara, learn Halacha, is more kadosh than a regular base medrash? Does that translate into Kedusha's base medrash in terms of selling selling one, using the money to buy the other? So you look at source number 12, there are some Achornim that say yes, should shave it so far. I'm forgetting which one's, which descendant of the Chassam Sofer this is, one of the descendants of the Chassam Sofer. I'm sorry, which one? The grandson of the thank you. The grandson of the of the Khsam Sofer, Paskins, that 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 if that if you sell a shul, if you sorry, if you sell a base medrash that is that is used for Gemara and Halacha, you cannot use the money to buy a base medrash, or build a base medrash that is meant to be studied Mishnah and Mishnah and Mishnah and Khamash. Why not? He puts the two sigas together. This is the same way in the sugya of Sharam and Sayyidina Balacha, we see from the Rishonim and Akhanim by us in the sugya of Brachos that it's better to daven in a place where they're learning Gemara and Halacha Bikvius. That means that space has more Kedusha. If that space is more Kedusha, then Malam HaKodesh Meimaridin means that there are two types of actual Kedusha of a base Medrash. If it's Kedusha's base Medrash where I learn Chumash and Mishnah, and maybe Chasidus and Makshava, and there was Kedusha's base Medrash where I learned Gemara and Halacha, and Gemara and Halakha infuses the place with more Kedusha. Therefore, it's better to dive in there. And therefore, also, it is more Kedusha in terms of what I could use the money for. Good. But, what do you think? What? So that's putting the two sigils in conversation with each other and saying, whatever you conclude in one, you should transfer to the other. But could you read the Gemara's otherwise? The answer is yes. You could say that there are two different sigils. There's one sugya about formal halakhic kedusha, malin makodesh ve'in meridin. There we say maybe a shul is more, more kedusha than, than a base knesses, maybe than a base medrash, maybe a base medrash is more, is more kedusha than a base knesses. That's about what to use the money for. But there's another sugya, which is sugya in brachos, which is not necessarily about formal halakhic kedusha. What is our gemara talking about? The initial gemara on the sheet. The, what's more chaviv? What's the best place to daven? So maybe the best place to daven is not necessarily correlated with the formal halakha kedusha of a base, base medrash and a base knesses that we see in the sugya, Malin Makodesh, Malin Makodesh, Ve'in Meridin. 
So you look through some of the Akronim, Salvechik says this, and other, 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 other Akronim say this as well, that we can have two different sugyas. One sugya about formal Allah Kedusha, what is more Kedusha, Abis Medrash or Abis Knesset, and there's another sugya about what is more Chaviv to Hashem. Um, where is it better to daven? Where is, where is my connection to Hashem stronger? It doesn't necessarily always mean the place that is more formal halakha kedusha is the place that's better for me to daven. Maybe Sharon Sunya Malaka, maybe Bismedarish is a better place for me to daven, even though a shul, according to one opinion in the Gemara, is more halakha kedusha than a than than a uh, than, than a Where do we like levels? I mean, like otherwise we could go crazy because then a base measures where you just come in and right. learn in is better than a base measures that like I learned to do halakha like. Like I'm just saying, like where where does it end? That is a great question. Yeah, and uh, in in theory, you could you could have you could have infinite levels, both in terms of the chavivos and and in terms of the formal halacha kedusha. In in theory, in theory, in theory, you, you really could have many 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 levels. Um, I think the place where you see this accentuated the most is the tzlach, because the tzlach says that everybody up until now has basically been misreading the sugi and brachos v'sharem suin and Oh, everybody up until now, we have been reading Shara Mitzun and Balacha, and we're talking about a place where people learn Torah. People learn Torah B'Kviyos, people learn Torah B'Tzibor, people learn Torah Gemara Halacha, whatever it is. But if you read the end of the Gemara, what does the Gemara emphasize? Where did Rabbi Amin and, 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 and Rabbi Asi Davin? Where they studied, exactly. It's a personal thing. And Slach says, read that line back into the earlier stages of the Gemara. Look at the underlying part in source number 13. The linear the Kadosh Baruch Hu oiv shara mitzvah and balacha v'oso adam shelo meicha avolom hani beis mitzvah shalzeh v'adam acher she'ino lo meibo. Right, this is Sashim number thirteen. The tzlach is a note to be Yehuda. Rabbi Kesselando, he's one of the, the greatest posting in his generation. He says, what does it mean? It's best to daven in shara mitzvah and balacha. We're not talking about formal kedusha of the place at all. We're not talking about a beis medrash versus a beis knesses. A beis medrash where you learn gemara versus a beis medrash where you learn chumash and mishnah. We're talking about the, the, they're talking about the place where you personally learn Torah, your Makam Torah. Your Makam Torah becomes the best place for you to daven, even if it's not necessarily a formal base Medrash, even if it doesn't necessarily have the formal Halakhic Kedusha of Kedusha's base Medrash, as described in the Gemara Megillah by Malin Bakodesh, Malin Bakodesh, Vein Marita. Yeah. I, I think that the, the Slach, uh, the Slach's opinion seems to be more consistent with a close reading of the Gemara and Brachos. Good, yes. Um, especially since uh, the Gemara actually loops, lumps the base Knesset and base measures together. Yes, one sec, 100%, exactly. Right? And, then, and, and then it has this like story about, at the end, about how they would, they would only, they had 13 base Knesset, but they would only learn in a place where they, they learned. Exactly. Not, you know, where it was like necessarily the Makamara. The, the Rav's Kiddush and the Rishimos is, uh, very nice, uh, just might not necessarily be the closest reading of the stories of the 100%. 100%. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the Gemara. 100%. 100%. That's supposed to be the end of the Gemara. I can't see you. But it's close to the end of the Gemara. The Pasha Pashat in which only the Shem Shrei Tzion is referring to a personal shower. The guy said the Sipa Tzibor. And it's not saying that like, there are many owners, someone's like Kyoto Ha, very close to the Hedron. The visual part is not about like, anything personal. And that Rabbi doesn't quote that pasuk to explain his switching to Davin regulars. He quotes a different quote of Ula and after Harvest and Mikdash and the Chazbarah for Omar the Amshalach. Now it's Hashem Sharetzil. I think it's actually a transition from the Makom Kfiros after the base of Mikdash 
others didn't have a dream, and then you take it from that Arashat Alakha, and then by expand it to a personal Alakha as well. So the end, yes, is going to know. Right, it's, it's of course, we know the, the story at the end, it's reading the story at the end back into the definition yeah. of Sharam and Sinab Alakha. I was thinking maybe da, the notion of Da'at Amos, if we, in the Halakha Da'at Amos is a, well, is a Mokam, I'm sorry? It's a person. It's personal space. So your Dal Amos are coming for you, and in Hilchos Tchumen you have the notion that we have Dal Amos. So maybe that's where. But Dal Amos is also confused for Shos and, and other sugyos. So it may not necessarily be be about personal space. But I think this slach really accentuates the point that we're not dealing with the formal halachic kedusha of the space that you're davening in, and therefore that would translate into if I sell this space, what could I do? What could I use with the money? We're talking about a a chavivos, a, a certain belovedness of the place, and a place that has more kedusha for me personally to daven, and therefore each person can have their own sharm tzayin balaka, their own bismedrish, vis-a-vis the notion of the maila of davening there. What's fascinating is that the tzlach has a similar comment about makom kavios for tefillah. Look at source number fifteen. We'll, we'll, we'll skip our motion super for a second. Source number fifteen is a more well-known gemara. You're supposed to have a makom kavua for davening. Amarabi Chalbo, Amarakuna, Kol Hakuvia Makom of Tfilaso, Eloke Avram de Israel. If you have a Kvius Makom for Davening, the God of Avram will help you. Well, Kashemis Omrimlo, and when a person passes away, they say about this person, E Anav E Chasid Mitamidosh Avram Avino. This person who has a Makom Kavua, such an Anav, such a Chasid, is a student of Avram Avino. And because Avram Avino was the first person to have a Kvius Makom for Davening. So, what is the notion of having a Makom Kavua for Davening? Again, here we're clearly talking about a personal space. I, I always dive in the same location. Um, what is the notion of that? So you look at the Meiri. I didn't put it on the sheet. The Meiri says it's less, it's less distracting. You can have more kavana in a makam kavua because you know the area, you know the space, you know the people, and you're not getting distracted distracted by the surroundings. Look at the tzlach. Again, this is this is the note of Yudas, and this is the noted posik. Um, what does he say? He he asks, why are you such a chassid and an anav if you have makam kavua? Look at the underlying part. Why is it important to have Kavios Makom for Tzvila? If you daven there, that space has Kedusha. When you daven in a place, again, we're not talking about a beast kind of where other people daven, I'm talking about a place where you daven. You infuse that place with Kedusha. And the Kedusha in that place then helps you daven the next time you're there. The, the Kedusha is sort of mitztaber, it builds on itself, and the aggregate of the Kedusha that gets built up in that space from your tefillos, not from other people davening there, from you davening there, helps your davening become accepted, it helps you have kavanah in your tefillos. Why are you an anav and why are you a chassid? Because you have to realize, he says, you can't daven by yourself. Davening is very hard. It's very hard to daven in kavanah. It's very hard to have your tefillos be makobo. You need to use every type of help that you can get. So if you admit that I can't, it's not just about me as a person and davening, but I need to use a tools to help my tefillah become one of the tools is the aggregate of Kedusha that gets built up in a certain location. If I always daven there, then I'm realizing that I can't daven by myself. I need to use other messiahim. I need other I need other helpers, assistants. I need other other kalim, other techniques to help my tefillah become a kubal. That's why you're defined as an anav, as an anav and a chassid. The tzlach, I think, is fascinating because, because what does he end up saying? If you learn in a certain location, then that becomes your makom kavua for learning. You infuse that place with the kedusha, and it's better for you to daven there. And then when you daven there, what does he say in the sugi of makom kavua? 
your tefillos then add Kedusha to that space, and therefore your tefillos are maratzoi. So Tzlach is developing in both sigyos this, this notion of personal Kedusha space. You have a space, you have a, you have a, you have a space on the bench, and there's in a certain room where you dive in and you learn, and the Kedusha there is mitzvah It builds upon itself, and it's not just Kedusha in general, it's your personal flavor of Kedusha, but it's about your learning, about your davening, and that helps you learn, helps you daven, helps your, and helps your, your tefillos become more mikubal. I think that's a, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty fat, I think, I think experientially, it's something which I think many people experience. Um, and I think uh, in terms of reads of the sugya, again, this is the way that Slach, the Nondo Behuda, read both of these sugyas. And I think this links um, to a broader notion of the, the relevance, the importance of a person's makom in, in halakha and, 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 and agarata. Um, that there, some people could think of a space, a physical location, it's just, it's just a setting in which I live. I'm a person, I'm totally independent, I'm, a, I'm an, autonomous, an autonomous independent being. It's, I start with my head, I end, end with my toes, and I just happen to work with any, with any, with, with any certain setting. So I, I, we're physical, physical beings, I need a three-dimensional space to work within, so I work within a certain space. But, um, as, but I think as some of the Makoras bear out, there is halakha, in this in certain senses, sort of understands there is a deeper connection between a person and the space that they're occupying, particularly a space where they occupy for a long period of time, and a space where they do kadosh things, where that space becomes part of their identity. And when they're in that space, they're getting kokos, spiritual kokos, chios, kedusha, from that space that they themselves infuse into, into that space, and that helps them in their life, in their, in their, in their, it helps, it helps them, it helps them in, in their Avodah Hashem. So just, just a couple of, uh, of, ex, of, uh, of expressions of this. If someone got to someone Allah, look at start, look, look at start number 17. Um, the Gemara and Tanhedrin. The Gomos is Mechaper in a person. Good. The Maral is one of the, I think, the major figure that pushed this notion of Makom being part of the, part of the definition of a person. Maral has this, has this all over the place. There's an essay I found where the Maral, I think, in 25 different places, talks about Mekomo Shal Adam as part, being part of the Geder Shal Hashem Shal Adam. Part of the definition of a person is the space where they live and where, and, 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 and where they act. That's why the Maral says, if you go to Galos, that's Mechaper. Why is it Mechaper? Not just because there are a lot of Yisurim and it's very hard to move, as all of us in Aliyah realize how you know, traumatic and hard moving from place to place could be, but because you're leaving part of your chiyos behind, and you're moving your chiyos to a, to a new location, there's something about your identity that is shifting when you move locations. Look at the Maral, and the Maral has two formulations in this Kedushim Maral in source number 18. Look at the underlying part. He quotes the Mishnah. Agolos makapara is da, kiwanya agolos makapara, you're a little bit removed from your world when you when you go into Galas. Somebody always quotes. Every person, their kiyum, their existence is tied to a specific location. And the the makom gives existence. Again, you have to translate Maral's words into regular English, or into regular Hebrew, whatever it is. But the makom gives existence to the person that's there. And that's why, when you go into Galos, your existence is a little bit lessened. Then you look at the second to last line on this page, he has a stronger formulation. The makom becomes part of the person's identity. And he says, that's why, when you're writing a get, you don't just write the shema, shema, isha, and the names of the Eden, you write the place where the get is being written, and also maybe perhaps the place where the get is being delivered. 
the Gemara doesn't have a source for writing writing shame, writing the makom. He says it's because it's part of the shame. If you're writing in the name of the aid, part of the identity, part of the shame of the aid is the place where the aid is functioning. Therefore, it makes perfect sense. When you go into Galus, you're not losing your entire identity, so it's not like you're getting full kapara, but you're losing part of your identity, and therefore you end up getting you end up getting chazi kapara. Shina makom shalom. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The Maral quotes that quotes that in one of the long pieces of the Maral about this. He he ends he ends up quoting that. And I think this is mamish. This is this is simple pshat in the in the sugya of, of Yibum. We'll, we'll, we'll conclude with this, verse nineteen and twenty. Um, if you look at the pesukim of Yibum, again, you have two brothers. Unfortunately, one of them gets married, passes away, passes away without without children. So Yibum, the living brother, married marries the almana. What is the purpose of Yibum? You look in the pesukim. What is the purpose of Yibum? So if you ask your local Bible scholar, you know, your local academic, what is the purpose of Yibam? What do you have to do? Have a kid and call the kid the name of the deceased brother. You're perpetuating the legacy, the shame, the identity of the, of the deceased brother. According to Chazal, according to Halakha, according to the Medrash, what does this passage teach us? Look at the Gemara in Eretz Israel is the taish, is the definition of the word shame. Maybe it means actually to name the kid. The Medrash, current Yosi, current Yosi, Yochan, current Yochanan. What you would think some of the Pasuk would be. What is the definition of shame? What does it mean to perpetuate the legacy, the name, the identity of the deceased brother? That the brother that does Yibom is Yoresh, their Nachala in Eretz Israel. And this becomes a focal point of, uh, of, some, of, some, of some of the writing in, in the, the Hasidic Sfarim, that every person is supposed to have a Nachla in Eretz Israel. The Gonim say, everybody has Dalat Amos in Eretz Israel, even not necessarily know where it is, but the Nachla implications the fact that every Jewish person owns Dalat Amos, Dalat Amos in Eretz Israel. Um, and, but that, that Dalat Amos, not, not just random, that the Goral, meaning Hashem, chose this Nachla for you because your Neshama is associated, is connected with that Makkah. So the Nachala in Eretz Israel is not just a random place. It is where your Shorosh and Hashem is. That is a place where you get spiritual sustenance. That is a place where you could feel most at home in an experiential way. That is a place that is most matim for your Avodah Hashem. That's why in Tanakh, the word shame, it's not just here, other, place, other places as well, um, it becomes associated with a person's Nachala in, nachala in, nachala in, in, nachala in, uh, in, in Eretz Israel. The identity of a person becomes associated with the land upon which they live. That's why it's so important in the things as the mitzvah the Raisa to be buried in your nachala. Um, why should you be buried in your nachala? Because again, you're perpetuating your connection to the land, to your nachala and Eretz Israel, even after, even 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 after you pass away. The notion of kever avos in Eretz Israel, according to the Nitziv, is a mitzvah the Raisa. It's a din the Raisa to be buried dafka in your nachala together with your ancestors. Because you're supposed to perpetuate your nafla in Eretz Israel. Look at this. Read say for Rus. What is what is the yibum happening there? Lakim shame achiv hames al nachalaso. The words are explicit. You want to you buy the land back so you can perpetuate the legacy of the people of, of, of the people that were killed, of the, of the people of the people that died. So 
whether you take in terms of Nachla and Eretz Yisrael or your personal space for Torah and Tefillah, I think it's a similar idea that the way the way the Torah is formulated according to these approaches is that Makom is not just a happen a happens to be a place where you function. Eretz Yisrael is not just a place. I know Jewish people are a nation; they just happen to be a place. So God put them in the Middle East. There's some type of inherent connection between the person and the place where they function, the place where they're supposed to live. You could create that through the Torah and Tefillah in that place, or you could be given it by your Nachala in, in Eretz Yisrael. And hopefully, I think this idea is a, it's, it could be a very powerful idea in terms of, you know, for those of us that made Aliyah, hopefully we could feel connected to the place, to, to the place, you know, people, the people that are born here also, they could feel connected to the, to, the, to, the, to the place where they live in a way that surpasses or transcends just a functional connection. This happens to be the place where I live, happens to be the place where I live, happens to be, happens to be, happens to be the place where I learn. No, this is part of who I am. I'm connected, I'm rooted in this place, I'm anchored here. Um, and we're Mosif Kedusha. There's a reciprocal relationship between the land and the Makom and, and the people. Nimit it should be a Schuss for Israel. Okay. Okay. As far as an obvious explanation, that we must go and have a Makom and 